0: What's up, what's up? Coming at you on (laughs) 2-22-2022. Obviously, this is not the day that this podcast is going live, but it is the day when I'm recording the intro. So, what's up? I don't know about you, but I woke up with this flood of energy in my head, and uh, my partner and I were, like, cuddling in bed, and all I could feel was this, like, like vibrating like through my head through my whole body I was just like okay so I'll be spending today in a hat (laughs) and I have so much to do it's all good I'm happy to be hanging with you thank you for coming back for another week I am so pumped so so pumped about today's interview it's just I mean It's a beautiful interview, I know that you're going to find so much value in it, and I can't wait to introduce you to Lori, but first, got a really cool story to share with you, and some exciting things that are coming out of that, so a couple of weeks ago, I really found myself in a very difficult and uncomfortable position. I've really been struggling, and I I think I've talked about this quite a bit. Um, Well, probably not as much on the podcast because I have only been doing podcasts for February. But if you are part of the news, my newsletter community, which I highly recommend, you can sign up. Link in the show notes. um, I've definitely been sharing with them about how difficult this year has been for me thus far, and how I've really struggled, like kind of mentally, to stay to stay in my center, to stay in the game, to, uh, yeah, just to really found my balance and grounding. I think I may have shared before that, you know, I, December was really amped up for me. I was ready to come flooding into 2022, have so many ideas, so many things I want to do this year. And then the energy completely shifted, like the very beginning of January, a week later I got covid And I had to reschedule readings for two weeks back to back, which was a lot for me. I have, you know, only been building this business for, gosh, I don't even know. I think February 2021 was really when I was like, all right, let's see what happens. Because my guides were like beating on the drum. (laughs) Um... But, you know, I'm still early business owner. I've owned multiple businesses in the past. And so I understand that, like, man, the first three years really important. And so to have to reschedule readings for two weeks back to back, you know, I was so grateful because, like, basically everyone was amazing and understood. But it still gave me so much anxiety because I was like, man, this is money that, you know, like, I need to be making and I've got bills and I can't freaking do anything. And COVID for me was not that difficult physically as much as mentally in that my head was so cloudy. And I actually tried to go in the Akashic Records once and they booted me out. (laughs) They were like, nah, girl. Um, But anyway, I had gotten all kinds of worked up in my head, like, oh my gosh, I haven't finished my 2022 planning, you know, like, business-wise, I'm not where I want to be, and then, like, boom, it was February, and anxiety was kind of at an all-time high, especially for the first couple of weeks of February, and um, then my partner and I had had plans to go out of town. He was going to It was his little nephew's first birthday. And he's like the cutest little lump of love that there is, I mean, that I have met. I just, this child is looking at love when he locks eyes with you. My heart just like opens up wide and melts. It's magical. Um, But I love spending time with their family. We were gonna go to the mountains. I mean, like I so wanted to go on this trip, but I just realized like, no, I can't go. I've gotta focus. And at that point in time, my like type A personality was like fully in charge. I'm like, I've got to knock out my 2022 planning. I've got to get everything finalized and scheduled out. And I mean, I was really putting myself, you know, like under the wire to the test, like holding myself up to these high expectations And it was crazy because I was doing this loop, like jumping back in time, thinking about, oh, but the energy of December was so amazing. Oh, the energy of December was so amazing. And like wanting to go back to that energy and like bring it forward. Does anyone, do you ever do that? Like (laughs) when you're not happy about how things are like going and you want to control everything because you're a control freak like me. And, you know, so you're like constantly looking back anyway. Um... Fortunately for me, uh, my guys had a completely different schedule, uh, lesson, whatever the case you may want to call it, for that time. And it was really hard for me to say, no, I couldn't go on this trip, first of all. Like, I was in tears about it. I was emotional, which I don't usually get that way. So it was clear that something needed to happen. And um, the next morning, like, boom, I woke up just fresh as can be. I felt ready to get going. But what happened for me over that four-day period was <laughs> I did nothing with 2022 planning. Nothing. <laughs> um, it was really beautiful. I won't get into all the details. But I ended up going through a three-day initiation into the Um, with my guardian angel, meeting my guardian angel for the first time, really connecting and um, conversations, whole nine yards. I also connected with a new guide and then I spent a lot of time in the Akashic Records. It was a very beautiful, beautiful weekend of rest and just really reconnecting myself with my spirituality, which if you haven't heard me talk about this before in the podcast or if you're new to me spirituality is about coming home it's about reconnecting with who we are on the inside and you know the god within us all this divine beautiful being but bottom line coming home getting grounded getting centered in who we are and what we want and i had been so caught up in my mental capacities, that I completely let go of what really matters the most. And that is very much my spiritual practice, my dedication, how I take care of myself spiritually every single day. And of course, in the midst of that two weeks, I couldn't do a lot of the things. Like meditating would just like get me all kinds of tipsy, I, I really, you know, I, I was completely thrown off my schedule. And, you know, there was no shame in any of that, but my guides really shared with me, um, brought through, it was like, Anna, you know, you've got all these beautiful plans, and guess what? You can make all of them come to life, but here's the thing that we want you to focus on, and that is taking care of yourself. Come back to center rededicate yourself and we will take care of everything else don't you worry they know i'm an overachiever they know i'm gonna work so they're not scared about that but where i had gotten so lost was in the fear surrounding oh my gosh oh my gosh i haven't done my planning oh my gosh things are gonna happen because here i go again thinking like oh yeah i'm the one making everything happen (laughs) right um my business has been amazing over the past several months because I have done so much and then I have allowed space for the universe to, to, to take over, to, do, to bring in the magic to do their thing. And it's been this like beautiful alignment, this just like perfect coming together, this alchemy of life and building a business that I've never been a part of before. I'm a very, like I mentioned, type A personality, and something they shared with me back in 2021, more towards the beginning, earlier parts of 2021, was that I was going to be stepping into my feminine in building this business, not building it from a masculine place, which is how I've always built my other businesses, which is like, go, 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 stick to a schedule, work hard, work hard, work hard, you know, um, and, this building, this business, my third business, was going to be built from doing my work, but leaving space and trusting that the universe will meet me. But I hadn't—I had gotten out of, all out of whack. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't sticking to my spiritual practice. I wasn't making it my number one priority, which I've done for years. And yeah, I—I had—I had to to take that in. So I share that with you because if you too were really thrown off your rocker (laughs) in the midst of the beginning parts of this year and where you come to this podcast and you're going through this now, like, you know, one of the things that the Akashic Records have been bringing in for several months now is the importance of developing a daily spiritual practice and sticking to it. And this was a perfect example of what happens when you don't. I was all kinds, all kinds of freaked out, not even gonna lie, and it was a mess. And by the end of the weekend, it was incredible, so many things happened, but it was like, when I hit Monday morning, everything was back in flow and alignment, and I felt myself again. I had regained my confidence, I had regained my security, I had regained a clear sense of what it is that I'm doing, what it is I need to do. It was just, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. So two things uh, that I want to share with you that kind of came up during this time. um, Well, Actually, I'm just going to share one with you today. I'll be sharing the next one with you for the March reading um, because it has to do with readings moving forward, which I think you're going to be really excited about it. I can't wait to share it with you but I'll wait. Um, So first of all, one of the things that was shared with me is that I needed to start spending time in the Akashic Records every day, Monday through Friday, and really dedicating myself, really um, basically my my readings, my spiritual self, everything is getting ready to up-level, and therefore I really need to be working on further solidifying that relationship and strengthening it and increasing my frequency and really staying focused. Um, This is not for everybody. Don't feel... You know whatever if you're like well I don't do that you don't need to <laughs> this was just something I was called to but in that I'm gonna be asking a lot of questions in the Akashic records and so I would like for you to submit your questions for the Akashic records you can either share them with me on social media you can email them soul driven podcast at gmail.com I will intuitively choose the questions that I feel most called to answer, and they'll be shared, you know, through the podcast, through my Medium account, which is where I uh, write. And um, you know, I, I want to share in in this in this time of dedication. Um, I've also I've just been getting called to really kind of go deep, and I will say that kind of the stipulations here are one, no personal questions. And two, they must be general questions, right? Doing a personal reading is not what this is about. And if I was to answer a personal question, I would need your specific name and all of the things. And again, that's not what this is about. This is about asking questions about like, what's going on with our planet? You know, like, are we in as much danger as they say we are? What's going on with our politics? You know, um, what does the, the job shift signify to us like what's happening um what about extraterrestrials like uh what about you know things within the universe how do things happen what happens after you die I mean like those sorts of questions feel free to be creative I've already gotten a couple from my community on medium because I put up a post earlier this week about it but make sure hit me up and share them with me and, and you'll be seeing those coming out quite soon. Um, okay, second little announcement I wanted to share with you is that m- our next Access the Akashic Records Workshop is March 21st at 6.30. This last one was sold out and holy-ish, was it amazing. Absolutely amazing. So one of the things that was shared with me on this incredible weekend of mine was that I needed to create with the Akashic Records an initiation for the Akashic Records it lasts about 10 minutes similar to a meditation but the participants are involved and it's really about fully opening yourself up to the Akashic Records really setting a firm intention it's so beautiful and last night was the first night that I was able to put that into action Um, with my online workshop attendees it was incredible this friday i'll be doing it with my in-person folks and so i'm excited to see how that goes but um, make sure to check out the link there's only a limited number of seats available and if you've been interested in the akashic records highly highly recommend okay Lori, poor Lori. Lori is like, when am I gonna, when am I gonna come on? <laughs> oh, Lori is such a spectacular human being. I so loved speaking with her, and I literally could have spoken with her for days. She is a wealth of wisdom. I love her truth. I love how honest she is about her own spiritual walk and about how it has transformed over the years and changed. And I just, I so respect the amount of authenticity that she brings to what she does. And I am very, very excited to share this interview with with you. So let me share her beautiful bio. And if Lori is someone that you resonate with, I highly recommend reaching out. She is doing a special right now. ...for the month of February and March for Valentine's Day, couples, whatever the case may be. Again, she's incredible. Um, Okay, so Lori Gifford. Lori has been sharing spirits messages with clients since 1986. At age 20, she was the youngest member invited into the Psychic Center in Rochester, New York. In her past, she studied and worked at the Chopra Center for Wellbeing as a spa director and lead educator... Her book, 90 Days to Learning the Tarot, No Memorization Required, was published by Schiffer Publishing in 2014. In 2016, she began studying with Reverend Jennifer Hadley and became a certified spiritual counselor through the Power of Love Ministry. As a spiritual counselor and tarot reader, she vows to love and serve whoever spirit puts in front of her and see the perfection in who they are. She does this by walking her talk listening deeply and allowing the spirit, not her, to guide the sessions. In her free time, Lori enjoys playing with her dog, Cody Bear, and walking. This year, she intends to walk the Camino in Spain, and in February has signed up for a class to learn the art of pickleball. <laughs> I love that uh, juxtaposition between like pickleball and walking the Camino, because that is Perfectly, Lori. (laughs) She's got such ripe edges to her. All right, folks, thank you again so much for being here. I so appreciate you and enjoy this interview. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, folks, and thank you so much for joining us for another Soul Driven interview. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Lori Gifford, Psychic and Spiritual Counselor. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast, Lori.
1: Thank you. So excited to have you. It's so great to be here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: so for everyone who's listening, I met Lori through a local salt cave where she gives tarot readings and um, and then kind of serendipitously a few months later, her and I and Sherry Purbeck, which most of this audience will be familiar with as she's been on the podcast a few times, all did a little sort of I don't know what would you call it not it like not a mini conference, but a workshop together. And I loved getting to know Lori more through that experience and I was like, I have to have her on the podcast. She's so interesting. And so I'm really excited to have you and really excited to introduce Lori to everyone. So again, Thank you for being here and sharing your time with us.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you for asking me to be here. It is. I, I love your smile. I love getting to connect with you. Your energy is just so much fun. So Yay. thank you for asking.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, so let's dive in. The first question I ask all my guests, what makes you soul-driven?
1: Just feels like it's it's an automatic kind of go-to now. I was not soul-driven for most of my life. I think that's what, what made me soul-driven. I remember once making an appointment with somebody years ago that did Akashic Records, Anna. And I was living in California, and... She said to me, Oh, you need to make an appointment with me because you're not aligned with God. And I remember saying, F you, I'm gonna <laughs> prove you wrong. And I most of my life has been doing things in spite of the messages that I was given that I couldn't do it. Like, if someone said I couldn't do something, it would be the first thing that I would go out and do. So I believe that when you, you know, that the answer to that question is because someone told me I couldn't be soul driven.
0: Mm, interesting. How old were you?
1: I was in my early thirties. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And how, well, I, I guess a little nerdy side question. I don't know if you know this, but do you have a really strong Uranus in your chart? <laughs>
1: I have had my chart done, and I do not know. I can't answer that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would assume you do. If you're, if, I mean, I have a very strong Uranus in my chart, and that it, it's something that's also been very relevant throughout my life. Is when people are like, "No, you can't do this," I'm like, "Ooh, just watch me." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Let me
0: use that as motivation. Well, we're all thankful that you're Soul Driven now. Um, But I'm honestly kind of surprised to hear that because you have like in learning about you and kind of diving into a bit about your background just through your website, I was like, man, she's been like connected forever, I would have thought. Um, And certainly in the midst of the connection that I've had with you. So because you've been working in the spiritual world For quite a long time, right? How many years
1: now? Over 35. And I will, I will say that at the start of my being in the spiritual world, it was very ego driven. I I can come clean and say that now. And that was because at that time, when I was giving readings, I wanted to be right. I wanted that person to like me. I wanted to give them advice. So I was hearing spirit's voice, but I was also interjecting my own. And the more I got connected to spirit, the more I became soul-driven. The more I, I saw that what makes, this is my belief and only my belief, I believe that what makes psychics out there tired from working with clients is because they're not soul driven during the session or they slip out of it. And it's very normal to do. I sometimes find myself going into a space of wanting to help someone so bad that I forget that they're not broken and I don't have to do anything and I don't have to rush in to fix them. The minute I can step back and go, handing them over to you, spirit, show me what to say. My energy realigns, and I leave the sessions feeling energized rather than tired.
0: That makes complete sense. Absolutely. I know for myself, and I think that that's something that, you know, I'm still in, it's only been a few years for me. And I still like, all right, Ego, at the beginning of a session, I'm like, backseat, girlfriend. <laughs> you know, you, you've got to not be a part of this because I do have a strong opinion. I do have a strong personality. I definitely like, like to share things and I see things and, and it has been very much uh, a learning experience for me just to step out of the way um, and, and let come through what is meant to come through. And I don't think it it was as much of a, like, wanting people to like me as much as me wanting to to share great news, you know? Like, I really struggled in the beginning with with channeling through some harsher things. And I think that, like, some of my very first readings were, like, uh, pretty intense, and I like, I don't think I know that that was for a specific reason. It was like they were breaking me in, like, you have to give this news and you have to trust that they're going to be able to handle it, that they're going to be able to hear you know, what you don't think they want to hear. Like, you have to let go of that. So I think that that's a natural path for any reader, any psychic. You know what I mean? I, I would think that probably few to none would be able to just like jump right in and and be able to to reach for that higher place and be fully soul-driven from the beginning, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I definitely know that there's a learning curve with being, being a reader and channeling and choosing to be soul-driven. For me, what it's done is it's really helped me clean up my life. And shown me, I mean, I, for the first time in a long time, about a week and a half ago, I had a session after this person left, it knocked me on my ass. Like I had not been feeling that way. So I went for a walk and the way I connect with spirit is I just, it's like a walking companion. I just talk in my head, like, here's what's going on. What was going on? Show me what was going on. And I got some very clear messages that, well, you were hoping to fix this person. You were falling into their story with them energetically. You were thinking that you had to do something. Let that go. And I let that go. And my energy came back. That same person... I got a call from someone that was their benefactor. She, she has sent me people and bought spiritual counseling packages for them. And she reached out to me and she said um, that, that that person, I was the first adult that person felt like they could talk to and that heard them and that was listening and ended up buying a package. And, and I had a session again last week and instead spirit guided it and I gave it fully over and I left that session feeling so energized Hmm. and it was that shift I needed to see how subtle my own wanting to help wanting to fix became and I just thought well Lori when someone's telling their story do you want to see beyond that story? Are you going to sharpen your pencil and sit down right next to them and add to that chapter? And I have no interest in doing that. So it was a very valuable learning experience as, as readers, as people that work with people at that level, it is, we're in a body. That body is going to go, I like this. This is my advice. This is my opinion. Ooh, here's some information I want to share with that person. And it's about being able to, like you said, go hold on a minute there. What's coming through you? Not what do you want to have come from you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah that's a, that's a beautiful lesson. And I'm, I'm, I'm personally grateful to hear it knowing that you are a very successful reader, you know, this is your career, you've been doing this for a long time, and you still have these moments. (laughs) That's, that's good to hear, you know, so I'll be a little bit kinder to myself. Okay, awesome. So before we dive like too deep, well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot there for us to unpack. And I think it's interesting how you and I were kind of talking about how we communicate with spirit before we started recording. And then this is a bit of where we find ourselves, but I want to take a step back because I want to know more about your background. And I would love for you to just kind of share with us. Um, you know, you, you've, as you shared, you've been reading for over 35 years and you also shared that, you know, prior to some of that or potentially in the middle of it. I'm not sure where it is on the timeline for you, but you very much weren't soul driven. So I'd love to know more about, you know, just kind of a bit of your background, how you came to the work that you're doing today.
1: Sure. My intuition, when I was younger, I grew up in a household that my parents got divorced when I was 10. They got divorced during the 70s, so it was a time when divorce wasn't the norm. And I ended up living with my mom and my younger brother. My mom um, was mentally ill. And at a very young age, I at age 10, I became the mother of the household. I know that my own intuition. Developed very strongly because it was my way of protecting myself. It was my way of insulating myself and keeping people at bay. That's how I know that it developed for me. Also, I had this sense that everybody could do it. I didn't see what I was doing or feeling as anything different. I mean, I grew up in a trailer. We were we were on welfare, you know, we got government cheese. So there was no one really that I could talk to about it. You know, my mom was depressed. She spent days in bed, didn't even get up. And so there was really no adults around me that. I could say, Hey, let me talk to you about this. And then when I did, it was just kind of pushed to the side. So I, you know I was aware that it was there I explored a bunch of different religions growing up and then I got you know I went through that phase of visit evil because I became born again so I've had that background
0: like and
1: yeah Southern Baptist born again like you know
0: <laughs> all right yeah
1: and there was a beauty in the the way that they really believe in it, but the guilt and the judgment that came with it were. It, that's, that's where I veer away. If something comes with guilt or judgment, I, I grew up in a household like that. So I went to college and I started using tarot cards. One of my good friends was like, look at this fun little thing. And we got tarot cards and I would use a book. And then my grandfather passed away and I felt like he was around me. And I went to a psychic, we went to a psychic fair and the psychic saw my grandfather and described him to me. And that's when my interest in the spiritual world, in this world, opened up. I was like, oh, maybe there's something there because he just described my grandfather and I miss my grandfather so much. And then a couple years later, I graduated from college, went to visit a friend and she said, I have to take you to see this, the psychic reader. And I was visiting her for the weekend in Rochester, New York. And I was like, all right let's go. So I sat in front of this woman and she blew me away with everything that she told me. It was everything that was going on in my life. And then she picked up all the cards and she said, you need to be doing this. And she handed me the cards and she said, now you give me a reading. And I was like, what? Like my eyes, what? and she said no no tell me tell me a story let the cards tell you a story and i said but i don't have the book with the definitions and she said no tell me a story and we were in this little kiosk in a mall and people could just come up and sign a sheet and wait for her and she took the sheet down and she turned people away for the rest of the day and she sat there with me for Oh God, it must've been two or three hours. She, and my friend was getting agitated because she had to keep coming back and leaving and coming back and leaving. And this woman became my mentor. I went back to Boston mass cause that's where I was living. And at the time there was no internet. So we would write handwritten letters back and forth. Um, you know, prehistoric times. And um, we would talk on the phone, and I decided to move back to Rochester. Mainly, not necessarily because of that, because of a boy, I'll admit that. I was, much, I was in my 20s, or no, 18, 19. And I went back, and she became my mentor. And that's how I started doing this. I've always had a piece of it in my life, but at times I pushed it to the side because I was afraid. I was afraid of it and thought I needed to do something in the world that wasn't so woo-woo or that people would take me seriously. And um, yeah, it's been a journey. It's been an interesting journey. I I remember along the way I met a monk. My friend took me to dinner, and her friend had been in corporate America and he left all of it behind one day and became a monk. And he was in a monastic order, and he went with us to dinner one night. And he looked at me and he put his hands on me, like just. I remember he he said, can I lay my hands on you? And I said, yes. And he stood behind me and he laid his hands on me. And the only feeling I can tell you that it felt like was that I had crawled into my grandmother's lap and I was being rocked in a rocking chair. It was so comforting. And he said to me, and this stuck with me, he said, you can heal with your words. Mm. And it wasn't until years later that I understood what he meant, because here I am giving readings to people, tapping into. I love that. that. Yeah, and doing it through spiritual counseling. So, yeah.
0: How would you have described your intuition up until that point? Like, how were you experiencing it?
1: There was a difference in the readings I was giving. Messages would come through clearly, but let me, let me give you an example. The readings I were given were more like soap opera readings because people would sit down across from me and say, I know my boyfriend's cheating on me. Tell me who he's with and, and what's going on with him. And it, that's what I mean by ego-driven and it, from a very different space when I really started stepping into that, you can heal with your words. I realized that it was about giving readings to people so that they could live the highest possible version of their lives. Right.
0: So, but even like, I guess I'll be more clear. Like when I say, how are you experiencing your intuition? I think what I'm really trying to understand is like, you know, you talked about when you were younger, um, you know, this kind of came on board for you as a sort of protection. But was it like, you know, you were receiving messages? Were you seeing things? Were you very empathic to the world around you? Like, how were you experiencing your intuition?
1: Got it. I'm a big empath, so I'm a big feeler. Yeah. Um, I'm claircognizant, so I just know things. I'm clairsentient, so I definitely feel things. And I'm clairaudience, so I hear things. Not as much on the, I'll see kind of things inside my head, but not physically like auras or angels or things like that.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to, so one of the things that, you know, I think, I feel like, of course, as humans, we love putting things in categories and, and being like, well, I'm this or I'm that or, you know what I mean? And especially within the spiritual community, it's like, I'm a clairvoyant or I'm, you know, and, and I think sometimes we have that like super strong, like I know that for me, you know, hearing is like my strongest gift, but when I'm reading the records, like, I'm seeing, feeling, knowing all of it kind of at the same time. It's a very multi-sensory thing. Um, is it similar to you in that yeah. regard? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It doesn't just show up one way. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. It's interesting to me how, how I communicate with spirit. I'm always curious to know how others do as well, you know, because I think that it's, I know for me, It also really varies on the type of person I'm working with. You know, like when I'm working with someone very empathic, it's like, whew, I really feel that very intensely. The energy that comes through can be a lot stronger. Um, If I'm also working with someone who's like a channeler of some sort, like, I mean, I'll get woozy and like be shaking and (laughs) um, it just varies, you know, in regards to as well, like their consciousness and how open they are and those sorts of things, but I'm always curious to know what the experience is for for other readers or channels.
1: Yeah, it's very multi-sensory like that. I sometimes, you know, I'll be reading and I'll ask a question and I'll hear a sound and I'll just know that that's, it's, I just, the best way I can say it is I'm, I'm guided to a symbol, a sound, a feeling, or something that helps spirit bring this, the divine story through me to them.
0: Yeah. Has it evolved over?
1: Yeah. And still to this day, Anna, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but there's that moment as I'm doing what I'm doing, that I'm like, where the heck, how am I doing? It? Like, And then I'm like, oh, Lori, step aside. You're just being a channel. It's, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to really, I mean, especially when in the midst of like a, a big message or working through something huge with someone, I have to really kind of just stay very disconnected because because yeah. my brain will be like, what is happening here? What is going on? Where are you sure this is, you know, and uh, no. Um, So I'm really curious and um, I'd love to know. So one of the things um, that I've come across, like I know from my own personal experience and then certainly working with clients um, well in doing my research, you know, just kind of reading through some of your blogs and those kinds of things and you already mentioned like you grew up with a mother, you know, with mental illness. Um and what I have really seen multiple times and again, I experienced this in my own life is is the parent that kind of hurts us the most. The the difficult parent plays such a huge role in our awakening and our evolvement into becoming who we are. You know, that they play this real role of kind of ripping the band-aid off, if you will, in some sort of form or fashion. And it's always through pain and heartache and um, I, I'm just curious if that has also been true in your own life. Um, you know, if your mom did help you, like the, the pain that you experience, and I'm, I'm kind of putting that assumption on you, but I can only imagine that growing up and having to step into being an adult, you know, within your life, that wasn't an easy experience as a kid because you get to be a kid, you know. Um, but I'm just curious if that has played a, uh, a role in really helping you to step into this, you know, the, the beautiful healing that you're able to offer now to others.
1: I would say, yes, definitely. It wasn't just my mom though. It was both of my parents, neither one of them. I don't think either one of them really were ready or wanted to be parents and, I'm not angry about that. I've done a lot of healing around that. Um, I believe that my belief is that the way that we feel about our parents is the way that we end up feeling about God. Mm -hmm. So my dad... My Okay, so with the divine feminine and my mom, the way that I viewed feminine and the divine feminine, I didn't believe in the divine feminine because my mom did not nurture me. She did not know how to nurture. Um, At age 10, I was called down to the principal's office and told to call my grandfather, who screamed at me on the phone and told me that my mom tried to commit suicide and it was my fault that she almost died. So I had that laid on me at like 10 and that it was my responsibility to take care of my mother. With my dad, I remember after they got divorced and this was right after they got divorced that this happened. I remember visiting my dad and having one of his friends stop over and look at me in surprise and say, David, you never said you had children. So those like I had pretty heavy karma in my childhood that I got to heal. Mm. And as a result, I remember thinking, yeah, I'm not going to believe in this whole divine feminine crap because what do I know about nurturing and nourishing? And then on the other side, my dad was the example of, I felt abandoned as a child. So I believed I would either get punished or abandoned. And so I believed that God was this source out there that if I didn't get it right, I was going to get punished or God had abandoned me. So I've started to see through working with spiritual counseling clients, relationships do evolve from the family of origin or however they grew up as a child, their formative years. And then a lot of times there's just this little thread there, either big or little thread, that also ties into their belief in whether or not they can trust spirit or God.
0: Wow, that's huge. I think that that's really profound um, and really resonates with me. That's not something I've ever thought about before, but, you know, I, I, I grew up in the church and I grew up in the Christian community and, um, and when I, you know, discarded my Christian label, um, I, there was a time where I kind of wrestled with the idea of, well, I guess I never really wrestled with the idea of using the word God because God to me, I, I was just—I was born into this lifetime knowing God, but it was more so wrestling with, like, or at least curious about why did I use this pronoun he, and why did that always feel so comfortable to me? And like you, like I, the the divine feminine was like, I don't know. I you know I've worked for some women in my life that were very scary, <laughs> you know, and growing up with my mother who um, uh, just very critical um rejected me at at all every opportunity um and my father was very you know he caused a lot of pain too but we still were I had something with my dad I never had with my mom and he was kind of our we called him our our spanish mother cuz like he was the emotional one he was the nurturing one you know like when i was a kid and i was sick i remember him bringing me something you know, like my mom was not around, so I didn't ever experience that. So it it always felt natural to me to say God is a man or at least to use that pronoun to describe God, you know, and it's something I still use. And I explain to people like this is just my jam. You do your thing, you know, but but what you said really makes a lot of sense. And I think that that is, like I said, very very interesting and very profound. And also I think just very true, very, very true. I just, you know, I, I always said, uh, well, like when I was in my early twenties and I was really battling with the pain, you know, of my mother and all of this, it was like, there's two people, uh, there's two types of people in life, you know, those who get past their parents, you forgive them and those who don't. And I was just kind of determined to forgive no matter how much it hurt, because I didn't want to turn into my mother and I didn't want to repeat those mistakes. And I didn't want to carry that, you know, um, things I'm still working through for anyone who's listening. (laughs) I I think that's lifelong, but I think that's really incredible that that's tied up, that 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 could also be very much tied up with how we view God.
1: Yeah. And you know, kudos to you for saying, I am going to. You said something very key, and that is you had an awareness that it was either forgive or turn into. And forgiveness is not what people think it is either. It's not turning the other cheek or taking the higher road, that's the ego driven forgiveness what forgiveness, true forgiveness is, is being able to look at a situation through a different lens than you've put on it. And it's about being willing to let go of the attachment you have to the story. Now I can say the story of what happened to me growing up, because I also see it through a different lens, if that makes sense. So there's not a charge anymore. And, and I've learned, see, that's the beautiful thing. When things trigger and charge me now, I'm, I'm starting to be able to go, this is an opportunity to have some, have some healing here, you know? So it's um, what well, my spiritual teacher calls becoming the happy learner. So, you know, it's like, okay, I have an opportunity now. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a beautiful way to look at it I mean I'm, I, that's something I'm aware of and, and really trying to get to like really really trying to get to I think I've still got I, I uh, think I've still got some space but I because everything my most beautiful growth has come through lessons and triggerings and these kinds of things and so I'm really working hard to change that mindset but that's incredible that you have that on your end
1: oh my God, Ana, there are days that, that there are times that something will come up and I'll be saying it through gritted teeth. I'll be like, I am so grateful this is happening. I don't know why. But then I totally just say, you know what, spirit? I got to hand this one over to you and you have to help me see the truth. Not my version, but the truth. Yeah. And that truly is, you know, what I, just, what I realized um, uh, probably about five years back, this is, so this is relatively new, was that the connection I felt when I was giving people sessions or doing readings was the same connection I wanted to live my life from. I wanted to be able to not only tap into spirit for others, But on a day to day basis, when I was my most raw, when I was throwing mental temper tantrums, when I was feeling my most stubborn, when I was pissed, when I was upset for any reason, I want like my desire was to be able to get through that and get to, okay, spirit what's the truth in this so emotions hey there's nothing wrong with emotions and i have them every single day you know i don't know if you know anything about the enneagram
0: oh yeah
1: i'm a 4 i'm a 3 so yeah my dad's a 4 so fours fours are, <laughs> fours are the emotional like they feel everything and they can build a story around it and so I've learned that those emotions, I can feel them. And I can also still say, you know what, spirit, I'm pissed. And here's why. And I can, it's like I'm walking with a friend. Like, that's why I have a walking practice. And I go for probably about an hour to 90 minutes a day. I just go for a walk. and. I enjoy just being able to act like, I call it strolling with spirit, because I feel like spirit's walking along beside me. And at any point, I can just say, you know what really is triggering me today? I'm pushing my buttons. It's this person that I ran into who thinks that they're this, this, and this. And then I'll go, and then I'll just hear that, you know, that quiet voice of spirit come in. And drop something in, like, well, how's that working for you? Like, how's that belief working for you? And and that's what makes me laugh because I'm like, oh, okay. So, but it started as a desire five years ago. Like, oh, I love this connection that I'm feeling. I just don't. I don't want to feel it just when I'm giving readings or sessions with people. I'd like to live my life from this space.
0: Yeah, I honestly like um, and I don't do this all the time, but there have been quite a few times where if I'm really feeling icky, I'll just I'll go into the records just to hang out, just to connect with the energy. You know what I mean? And I love getting outside, too. I mean, um, I did a interview for the podcast last week and I woke up. It was an early morning interview and I woke up that morning not happy, like. And I just knew it was like, I got to change this tune immediately because there's no way. And I had like a reading afterwards. It was like, I've got to flip this script. And I threw myself out the door into the cold just to shift, you know. And I think that when we do those things for ourselves, we're able to connect in more. But at least for me personally, I know that it would be... I would love to exist in that space. And the more readings that I do, like we are talking about kind of at the beginning where this journey has really changed you. And I'm only a few years into mine. I joke, but I'm serious when I say I'm a nicer person. And I know that that's just, I'm excited about where it's going to be in five or 10 years. You know, like I'm excited of how much change that it has created within me, the healing. And it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been some joy, right? by any means. Um, but I think that the more that we are open and available to those things, it's really huge. So I know that, um, tarot plays just a huge part in what it is that you do. And you mentioned you started reading tarot when you were in high, in college. Um, but I'd love to know what it is about tarot that you just really, really connect with, really enjoy.
1: I think it's because I am not a natural clairvoyant. Like my my teacher could see things, see auras, and everything. So the cards were pretty to me, and they were the images that I could see. And there's something the little kid in me gets activated when she gets to look at the cards. It's just a happy place for me. That's simple. I just think are pretty.
0: I love that. I love that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think, you know, I was listening to a podcast actually of a a gentleman who was being interviewed about, he's a channel as well. And he was just talking about kind of what led him to start working with people was his excitement. And I think that when we plug into that, you know, it's like everyone thinks being spiritual is so serious and there's a time and a place (laughs) for reverence, but like, oh my gosh, when we're able to, like you said, tap into that. Like when I first started doing readings, I'd like show up, I'm ready. I'm in my space. I've been meditating. I'm feeling very holy, you know, and then I could like barely connect. And when I clicked out of that and, and you know, just started showing up being my nerdy, goofy self, it was like, oh man, I'm plugged in.
1: <laughs> that's so it.
0: it's so powerful. There's, there's yeah. nothing that's, I think that's a beautiful answer. Um, and you also wrote a book. Learning the tarot, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know about you previous to to checking you out. So so tell us about that.
1: I wrote a book called 90 Days to Learning the Tarot, no memorization required. Because Mm -hmm. one of the things I would see is that people, readers, when they were reading cards, would often just look at a card point to it if I was receiving a reading and recite what was in the book and you know
0: the, I'm guilty the, of that by the way
1: <laughs> and for me I think that each card holds a story within it so the, the left brain comes out when people try to memorize and get the definition right, and it goes into the space of being right or wrong. I like to teach from the space of being right brained and just allowing sink into the card. What's drawing your attention when you look at the card? Is there a picture? Is there a color? is there a shape that's calling to you as you're tapping into this person's energy and that's how they become alive to me that multisensory feeling you were talking about earlier so i in that book my intention is to help people connect with their own way of creating expansion in another person and shift away from it needing to be right or wrong to these are the messages coming through. So it doesn't have to be, you don't have to memorize 78 definitions. I did at the start. And yes, you can do that. It'll be something nice that you can always lean back into if you're drawing a blank when you're looking at the card. There's a whole life and energy going on with the card as a result of the person sitting across from you. And that's what my intention is in helping people open up to learning how to read the tarot. You know, I used to read these things like you you have to be gifted a tarot deck and you must wrap it in silk and put it in blah 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 blah. (laughs) Anytime there's a rule, I'll be the first person to be like, meh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. (laughs) And I, I remember some people have asked me before, you know, do you have to be gifted a deck? And I just start laughing. I'm like, if I waited for someone to gift me a deck I'd be using this same deck from 30 years ago. Like, no gift it to yourself, like gift someone. Yes. Gift it to yourself, you know? So, um, my, my book is a way to make it fun, make it personal and to get away from the traditional rules of how to read the Tarot.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, um, for me personally, I I, I, I enjoy the um, the tarot, and I, tarot, tarot, I guess it depends on who you talk to, um, but when I had kind of started trying to learn it, it was very much, and this is just kind of my brain, I like learning systems, and then I like destroying them, you know, like kind of once I learned them, but I got so overwhelmed, I think, with the, all of the memorization and it just really wasn't fully my thing. I think it was something for me to tap into, but, um, you're so right. It's, and the best, the people that I feel like are the most natural with it are those who are just able to, to let that stuff go. And I think that's kind of with spirituality in general, right? Like we were talking about earlier, that ego self who's like I want to be right about my card versus like what am I feeling with this how is this jiving you know um and I love that I are you familiar with Lindsay Mack? Do you know who she yeah. is? Uh-huh. She's incredible. She she developed a form of tarot called Soul Tarot and it's mm. very different. I think you would really resonate with it. She's just an unbelievable um teacher and uh, she just she experienced a very traumatic and violent childhood and the the, the tarot was really what she turned to. Um, but she said something once that really resonated with me uh, that like, you know, each card has its own energy. Mm-hmm. And when I look at the tarot like that, uh, it's so much easier for me to kind of connect with what this energy might be that's coming through versus... Uh, versus the card itself. You're so right. It's like a a right brain versus left brain thing. Um,
1: It's also it's also I am more interested. Let's say that you came to me to learn how to read the tarot, right? I am more interested in helping you tap into your own inner teacher than me becoming your teacher. Like because your going to be with you for the rest of your life
0: yeah
1: and it's really about opening people up to trusting there's there's nothing special about what we do when it comes down to it Anna we've chosen to say yes to the call of intuition it's there and it's available for every single person We all use it in some way in our lives. Even the most staunch, I am not, I do not believe in in (laughs) intuition.
0: They're usually the most intuitive.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So that's, you know, it's, the book is more of a bridge to helping someone become their own inner teacher. I love that.
0: I love that. I think that's so important. It's like one of the reasons why I started teaching people how to read the Akashic Records because I don't want people to just come to me or lean on me. Like I want them to empower themselves. You know, this is a tool that's available for anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd like to kind of dive into your work as a spiritual counselor and just kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, So you went through the power of love ministry. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Um, What does this work for you and, and kind of how does that look with clients?
1: So I came across my spiritual teacher, probably my true spiritual teacher in 2015. And she is Reverend Jennifer Hadley. She runs the Power of Love Ministry. Before that, it was always men that were my spiritual teachers. And so I know that this was the healing around divine feminine when I met Jennifer, because one of the first things spirit said to me was, she's a female, you won't be able to fall in love with her and hope to get her attention that way, you're going to listen. And um, it made me chuckle. And so when I, I just started going to her classes and she started talking about her spiritual counseling program. And I had been a life coach before that, a spiritual life coach. And just everything lined up in a way that there was no way I was not going to go to this thing. I thought, Oh, well, I don't know where she's going to have this, you know, at the time I was living paycheck to paycheck And the next week at class, she said, well, I've decided on my my location for the spiritual counseling training intensive. It's going to be in Boone, North Carolina. I lived in Raleigh at the time. I'm like, okay. Or no, I lived here at the time. I was like, oh, okay. I can drive there. Great. Then I thought, well, I don't know if I can go because... It's really hard to get time off work. At the time, I was a full-time massage therapist, and it just wasn't easy getting time off, especially like two weeks beforehand, right? You always had to fill out forms and find people. I walked in. It was a Sunday. I walked into my supervisor's office. She was sitting at her computer, and I said, you know my spiritual teacher is coming to Boone in two weeks, and she's doing a training for spiritual counseling. Um, I was interested in taking it, and as I'm and my my supervisor didn't even look up at me. she kept typing, and in my mind, I was like, "Oh, that means no." And she looks up, she goes, "You're off the schedule. I just took you off. go." There was no like I was like, "Oh, spirit, you definitely want me to go." So I went. And I just kept getting a giant yes. And I knew I was going to go for the certification at the end of the week. And for the certification, you have to do 111 client sessions and provide paperwork. And I came from being a spiritual life coach where you advise and you do this and you talk more than the client does Hmm. to... You really listen. You listen. You listen to spirit, the questions you ask the client, the things you share with the client or whatever spirit's sending through you. So the only difference, spiritual, spiritual counseling became a session where I was doing the same thing I was with cards, just not using cards. So I knew that that was the way I wanted to go. And then when I started spiritual counseling, I saw that every person that came to me was a part of me, like the prodigal son, coming back home for me to love. And each person that had a session with me, I got the added bonus of a healing too. So I was hooked.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a I had a session with the, with a client the other day, and part of me was thinking, kind of throughout, like this is so much for me too. Like the, you know, like, is this obvious to her? This is about me as well. Or like, you know, it just felt like I was being, I don't even know how to explain it. Like seen vulnerable, naked. I I don't even know how to fully explain it. It was just like, you know, when the session was over, I just sat there and thought like, Holy crap. Um, That's really beautiful. So I know in my own work, and this is like, I call myself a spiritual guide. And for me, like, it's so difficult, this word coach, because like you're talking about, it's this, like, I don't want this to be like a me talking thing. Like this is a different form of the Akashic records where it's like, this is a partnership. This is like, you know, I'm just, again, I'm channeling, but like in a different way, you know, for folks. And I think that our, I think that the paradigm has shifted in that direction. I don't think that that old way works anymore because like you've talked about, like, even with, you know, your tarot students, like you want to empower them, you know?
1: Well, it's, it's the coach is masculine. Come on, let's go. The whistle, the, the counselor, the way we show up is very feminine.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a, it's such a different, um, a different approach. And I think the word coach as well really carries some energy with it. And that's just my own it does. personal. It thing. does. It's interesting well, that you say it's masculine, because that makes very much sense to me.
1: Well, that's why I shifted, like I could feel the more I healed that feminine in myself, the more I started shifting even in in what I was offering people into this space of the feminine and being a counselor and listening
0: beautiful yep. yeah we shifting out of that um masculine into feminine i think is is something well it's happening collectively right now right
1: <laughs> I, yeah i yeah i believe so <laughs> that doesn't mean it's correct but i believe so
0: i believe too so it could just be you and i if that's all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay
0: <laughs> um so i wanted to before we as we're kind of wrapping things up here but like You've got a really beautiful promotion going on right now. That's not for Valentine's Day, but I feel like just kind of coincides with Valentine's Day. It's a special for February and March uh, with your readings. And um, what's interesting about this, I don't know if you're aware of this, but especially the energy towards the end of February is really going to be lending itself towards love and we've got a lot of interesting Neptunian, Jupiter, like some really cool stuff. So not only I feel like are you in full alignment with the theme of 2022 being relationship, you know, with ourselves and with others, but I just thought it was really cool um, what you were doing. So I'd love for you to share share with us more about that.
1: Sure. Um Well, I was inspired because obviously it's Valentine's Day this month and I'm a big proponent of self-love as well as creating this holy divine relationship with another person. And I started looking at decks and I found this amazing deck called the Modern Love Tarot. It's very inclusive. And I fell in love with it and I reached out to the woman who created the deck and I said, Hey, I'm running this special. I'm going to be solely using your deck because I've been inspired by it. Can I share a picture that I took? And she was like, of course, absolutely. Like she's another one of us where we're, it's not about competition in this world. It's about supporting each other. And so I thought, how would I like to help people? Because let's face it. When people come for readings, it's either about their career. It's about money or love. Yeah. Typically, typically not always. And so I thought, all right, I'm going to create this spirit. Show me what I can create. So this, the special that I'm running in February and March is you can either, it's a combo reading where it focuses on self-love first And then you can either focus on self love and a current love, somebody that you're currently with, and how to really make that the best relationship ever, or self love and a new, it could be a relatively new person that has entered, or a future love coming in. And then, because I know there are people out there, I'm offering what I call the ultimate, which is, all right, you're going to want, you're going to be interested in self-love and a current love, but you're still going to ask me if there's someone better out there for you. So let's add that on, or you're trying to decide between two different people because that happens as well. So we've got the, you know, the reading that is the two-part reading or the three-part reading. And those are the specials I'm offering. Um, one's called Current Love, one's called New and Future Love, and the other one's called The Ultimate Love Reading.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's perfect timing. Um, and then finally, I just kind of wanted to touch on before we dive into our lightning round, but uh, you have a project coming up this year. And you might have more you want to share with us, but I know that you're going to be launching a membership site. So I'd love to know more about that. I I saw on your site that that you do like weekly kind of readings for groups. Is that kind of similar or like, I'll stop talking.
1: (laughs) Well, I offer the program you're talking about is called Weekly Insights. And that is Um, a subscription-based service right now that I currently offer where every Monday morning I sit down and everyone that's a participant gets a personalized reading for the week, insights for the week. And it's usually about a paragraph long, four or more sentences. Although now that there's this magical little thing on word that takes dictation, it usually ends up being about 10 sentences. So it's actually more full. And so every week people get in their email a pretty little piece of stationery that my VA has designed with the reading that I put their weekly insight for the week. That's, that's one thing. The membership site that I'm so excited to offer that's coming up, we're going to launch it March 1st is every month. What's what will be available to the members is They will be able to click on the site and do what I used to do, which is called Tarot Tuesday, which there will be three cards up. They'll click on the back of a card and it'll take them to a video for their card for the week. The membership will also come with one We one monthly class with me, live class with me, where I'll be sharing spiritual tools or tips that people can actually use to improve the quality of their life and tap more into their own intuition. And they can come and ask questions. As well as once a month, I'll be doing a tarot happy hour where they can come live and ask one question in a group setting and have that answered. The recordings will be available for both. On top of that, if you're a member, you will get 10% off of whatever monthly special that I'm running in my newsletter. So let's say that I'm running a special that is $99. You get basically $10 off that special price for being a member as well. And the membership is only gonna be 25 a month. Which I think is a super affordable thing, and it'll. My intention is to create a like-minded community where people can come together in these settings and get to know. Oh, there are other people out there that are just as interested in this as I am. And if you join for the year, you'll get a complimentary birthday reading, a reading um, during your birthday month. So I'm really excited about that, and creating a community now of like-minded people that want to come together to create more clarity in their lives.
0: That's awesome. I love that. That sounds like the place to be.
1: (laughs) Just to have fun. That's it.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. And community is huge right now. You know, we need to be around like-minded people. I think that's just so important. Um, Okay. So let's dive into the lightning round. So, just got a couple of questions for you.
1: I feel like I'm on a game show. This is great. Let me take a sip of water first.
0: I need my banana white or someone.
1: I love it. Okay,
0: go. Or my little hot pool boy,
1: banana boy. Okay,
0: banana boy. There we go. That's the right word. Okay. So, number one, what is the one habit that you can't live without? Meditation. Number two, what does spirituality mean for you?
1: Judgment. Love.
0: What was the first word you 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 cut out?
1: Non judgment. Realizing where I'm trying to live in a space of, oh that's right, oh that's wrong, oh I want someone to take my side because I'm right and they're wrong, like being able to step back into a space of um, non duality and and just from a space of awareness. Oh, okay. That's what's happening instead of that's right or wrong.
0: What is your advice to anyone who's looking to find their purpose?
1: (laughs) And I'm not someone that likes to give advice. Um, (laughs) Just ask yourself what makes your heart sing and come from a place of love. Do what you love. That's your purpose
0: love it and final question here um where can people connect with you online
1: they can connect through my website which is readingswithlory.com and just trying to think am i out there anywhere else i have a youtube channel we're going to be working on building this year
0: awesome We will include all of the links in the show notes for folks to make it super easy to find you and learn more about your special and your upcoming membership site. So Lori, it has been awesome to talk with you. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that you came and hung out with me. And it was just as fabulous as I knew it was going to be. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for inviting me Anna and thank you for the work that you are doing in this world with people. Yeah, thank you for the light that you're willing to shine.
0: Well, and right back at you for sure. <laughs> I have been in the lobby when your clients have come out and like are crying cuz they're so overwhelmed with joy and and just yeah, and blown away. So I know. I have seen the power of Lori.
1: <laughs> well, and I would love to um, do trade. I'm just putting a plug in here. Let's do a trade soon.
0: Let's do it. I'm, I'm here for up. it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks so much for being with us today and joining us. If you are inspired by today's interview, hit me up, send me an email, share with me what resonated with you. I would love to know. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or a rating, which is always helpful. Be sure to sign up for the email list to receive podcast updates, other helpful resources. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.